right, let's jump into week two of its time. Uh, so last week we started the first Sunday of the of the year by saying, hey, all those things that you've been putting off for a long time, why don't you start this year? Why don't you do the right thing, the healthy thing? Uh, let's move forward. It's time, right, to get those things right. Uh, let's let's end this year better than last year. Let's end this year better than any year. Uh, if you're like most people, um, wouldn't you say that you want this year to be the best year you've ever had? Were you with me? Yeah? Right? Everybody would say that. Like, we want this year to be better, right? So everybody wants better. Uh, nobody plans to fail in a year. Nobody plans to ruin their lives, right, or ruin their year. Uh, nobody plans to have a terrible year or a terrible, terrible marriage, terrible uh, kids, right? Nobody plans that. Here's the problem, though, is too few people actually plan not to. And that's the issue is because by default, we're going to just end up kind of somewhere if we don't have an intentional plan in our life. So the series is really saying if we're going to be intentional and get to the destination that we want to get to in 2020, in our marriages, in our finances, in our walk with God, in every area, then we have to be intentional to take the right steps towards, the, towards that direction, right? And so we have to plan not to fail. We have to plan to succeed. We have to plan to make sure that we accomplish the things God wants to accomplish in our lives. So we said this last week, that we will all end up somewhere in life, right, at some point. The question is, where do you want to end up at? It's not, it's not that you're going to, it's where do you want to end up at? And why don't we be intentional about that? And how, why don't we get on track to get to that destination, to that place, right? And here's the truth, that every single day, you're in control, I'm in control of the direction of our life by the decisions that we make. Because the direction of your life is always determined by the decisions that you make each day. So every single day, we don't think sometimes there's a lot of power in one day, but there is. Because one day it turns into two days, turns into three days, and before you know it, you're either on the wrong path going the wrong direction or you're on the right path going in the right direction. And so you determine the direction of your life by the choices and the decisions you make every single day. So you're responsible for you. I'm responsible for me, right? And, and typically what happens is we try to blame everybody else. Like it's somebody else's fault where, why we are where we are financially, in, in, in our relationships, and uh, emotionally, mentally, right? It's easy to blame others. It's easy to point out others' uh, faults. Um, and, and, and sometimes we miss out on, on saying, where is my part in this, right? Because really, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. So last week, I said the light is green. If you missed it, go watch that message, right? Beep, beep, let's go. Let's move forward. Um, and so I said, I said this, that we have to move on. If we're going to go to the new, we have to move on from old history, old habits, and old hurts. Because if we don't, We'll always be reading the, old, the last chapter, and we'll never get into the next chapter. And so the question that we asked last week, because every week we'll ask a question that we need to work on. If you don't know what to do, right, here's a great starting point question for your life, is the question is, what one thing, if it got better, would make the biggest difference in my life? What one thing, if it got better in your finances, would make the biggest difference? What one thing in your marriage, in your work, in your, with your kids, in, in school, whatever, what, what one difference, what, what would make the biggest difference, that one thing? That's a great way to have a starting point because you can answer it once you identify one area. What's interesting from last week, I had conversations with multiple people about the green light, right? And what you need to do, and some of you already know, you're at the light, but you're waiting, and the light's green, but you're, just, you're, you're, not, you're not going forward in those areas of your life. And a few of them, they said they, they knew instantly when I started talking about that what they needed to work on because this question brings really clarity around that first step. What one thing, if it got better, would make the biggest difference? And let's do that. Here's a temptation, though. It's easy to avoid doing it because it's hard. Um, but things that are hard in life typically um, produce something that's good, right? Like if, if life was to have an easy marriage, to have no debt, that, that's, you know, if it was easy, everybody would not have debt and have great marriages. But because it's not easy, um, people avoid it. We have to sometimes choose hard to be able to get there. So one way I can sum up last week for you is this. Um, when you're light, look up and look ahead. And if light is green and God is saying go, go. 
And, uh, and if you're looking ahead forward, not back, not, not to the sides, but looking straight ahead. Jesus said this in Luke 9. He said this. He said, no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off until, you, off till tomorrow. Seize the day. So Jesus said, if you're going to follow him, you can't just keep putting things off on hold. You want to change for a long time? You can't procrastinate. You can't just be looking in the past. You can't put off till tomorrow. You have to live in the moment. You have to live today because today is the most important that you have. So if you're going to have a better year, you have to start today. It doesn't start tomorrow. It doesn't start next week. It doesn't start when you're a certain age. It starts now to be able to, to reach the destinations you want to get to, right? So stop putting off tomorrow, for tomorrow what you've been putting off for a long time and start doing it today, right? And Matthew, Jesus also said this in Matthew 4. And these two verses kind of help us with the series of move forward to, to go. He said, from that time on, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of God. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So this word repent, uh, it, there's a lot of like a religious um, jargon that kind of gets put with it. We think it's like as a religious word, but it's a very simple word. All repent means is if you're going in the wrong direction, if you're on the wrong road, your destination is north, but you're going south. Repent means you stop, you do a U-turn, and you go in the right direction, right? So it's a change of heart, it's a change of mind. You have to change your mind, your thought process. So Jesus here is saying you need to have a change of direction in your life when you're off course, right? Because the kingdom of God is at hand, it's, it's near. So he's saying it's about his kingdom, not about your kingdom. When it's about us, we typically get off track and go in the wrong direction. We make poor choices that lead to regrets, right? He's saying if you'll repent, not go your direction, but go my direction, you'll begin to see more of the kingdom of God in your life. And so it's time for us to begin to say, let's go the right direction. Let's go God's direction. Let's have a change of mind. Let's have a change of heart so we can go in the direction he wants us to go. Because in life, when it comes to regrets, when it comes to the choices we made, right, um, if we keep doing the same things we've been doing, we'll keep getting the same results. Because nothing changes until something changes. So if your finances are out of order, nothing's going to change until something changes, right? If, if, if your marriage or, or school, whatever area of your life is not working, if you keep doing what you did last year in 2020, you'll have similar results in 2021. So nothing changes until you actually begin to change something. There's a famous saying that says this. And I'm just going to put the, the first letter of each word. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. It's, it's the definition of insanity, right? You, you keep doing the same thing but expecting a different result. You're insane. So if you always do what you, what you did last year, you're going to get the same results that you got that year and the year before. If they're good results, keep doing it. If they're not good results or negative results or bad results, you have to change something that you're doing. And the way you do this is you have to actually be honest with yourself and acknowledge where you're at in life. Why do I keep doing this? You know, why do I keep doing this, right? And so um, the first question, uh, the question that we're going to ask for today that that's gonna, we're going to work through for the, for the second step of, of uh, making sure we get to the right destination is this. Am I being honest with myself? Am I being honest with myself? Are you being honest with yourself? When you're angry, why am I, real, why am I angry? Um, when, when you keep purchasing things that get you more in debt, why do you keep purchasing those things to get you more in debt? When, when you can't stop eating the foods that are unhealthy for you because you want to get healthier, why do I keep eating these unhealthy foods, right? So being honest with yourself, right? Because um, each, each decision, it starts with us making it uh, – each day, each, each decision of our lives, it starts with us being able to either talk ourselves into something unhealthy or talk ourselves into something that's more – that's better, um, and we have to be able to, to, to um, not lie to ourselves. Because here's what happens when we lie to ourselves. The more we lie to ourselves, the more we begin to believe those lies. And typically it's not a blatant lie. It's a, it's a half-truth, right? So there's a, like 10% truth and like 90% that's not truth, right? So like um, when it comes to any kind of thing that you're going to do that's unhealthy, you're going to say, 
but it's going to be fun, which is true. It's going to be fun, but then it's going to break after, right? It's going to ruin a relationship. It's going to maybe lead to an addiction. So the first part, yeah, it's going to be fun, but what about the rest of it? What else is going to come with that? And so if we're not honest with ourselves, we lead to that. Uh, one author, Erin Brown, she, she calls us a plastic truth. That in our life, um, if we're not careful, the truth that we begin to build of the lie, it's a false narrative, becomes a plastic truth. She says like this, what we've said so many times in our heads becomes our plastic truth. Over time, these fake parts of the story, the pieces we've made up, they actually cement into the gaps between the truth. We begin to believe it the lies that we tell ourselves. False narratives become a crutch. We tell ourselves internal stories to avoid facing mistakes. It's oh so much easier to create a story where someone else is to blame than to confront tough things of life. Than to confront the tough things of life. So instead of confronting the tough things, we just blame others because it's easier, right? Hard thing is to actually ask the question, am I being honest? Have you ever been in a conversation and somebody says, well, to be honest, right? TBH, somebody texts you at TBH or you're like, uh, to be honest, sincerity, we're talking. She says, you know, when people say that, it's like, well, weren't you be honest the whole time? Like, you've been lying to me this whole time. And if we're honest, maybe there was a little bit of that, right? It's not that we're blatantly lying, but we hold back some of the truth. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm good. Well, to be honest, I'm really struggling. What do you mean you're great? You're good. That's not true, right? There's some struggle there. And so today's all about TBH. We need to be honest. Let's be honest with the choices that were presented, especially if they're emotionally charged, right? If we're about to get in a conversation and it's going to get heated because of emotions, be honest about why you're getting so upset. Why, why do you have to feel like you have to yell to make your point? Why do you have to whatever, right, to be honest about it? So we have to first admit why we make the choices we make, why we've decided the way we've decided. Why do we keep going back to those things in our lives? Let's be honest with ourselves. So, that, so when you ask the question, am I being honest with myself? That's the first part. The second part is you have to really, to get honest, you have to add a second word to that, another word to that. And the word is this, really. Am I being honest with myself? Really? Because it's easy the first time to say, yeah, I think that's enough. No, no, really, what's really going on here? Because um, the truth is we can't lead ourselves if we're lying to ourselves. You can't lead yourself if you're lying to yourself. I can't lead myself if I'm, if I'm lying to myself. And when we think of people in our lives that we admire and want to be like, typically we want to be like them because they led themselves well. Do you think of your parents? The reason you, you want to be like them is because they led a good life, not because of what they taught you, you know, not because of what their political stance was, not because of what, what they said to you. It's what the, how they lived. And the same is true about us. People want to be like us or be around us when they see that we lead ourselves well. And we can't lead ourselves well if we're not honest with ourselves. And when you're honest, you'll continue the same destructive patterns and behaviors um, that, that keep getting you into the same same mess in the first place. And so nothing changes until we're brutally honest with the person in the mirror. See, one of the problems I see in culture is that culture wants to point their fingers at everybody else, but we don't really talk about our decisions and our responsibility, right? We don't talk about what, what, what we, how we should respond. And it's because it's easy. It's easy to point fingers at everybody and blame everybody, right? It's hard to say, what is my role in this? Why am, how am I adding to the, to the problem? How am I solving the problem? You know, what, what, what's going on inside of me that's causing me to do these things? But since it's easy to point at everybody else, we just point at everybody else and blame them for the issues and for what's going on uh, in our world. For God, if, and this is where honesty comes into, into play, if we're honest and we seek some other opinions and, uh, that, that think differently than us, especially God, he'll help us to see things we don't see. And we'll look in the mirror and we'll say, what in us is causing us to do those things? What's in us causing us to get so mad? What, what in us is causing us to get into so much debt? 
What in us is causing us to have unhealthy relationships? What in us is causing us to eat unhealthy, right? Um, and the problem is many of us wait until we're forced to make the change. So like some people, they won't make changes to their diet and to what they're eating until the doctor says, if you don't stop, you're going to die. And they're like, oh, now I'm going to start, right? And they start. Why don't, why don't, let's not wait for the breaking point to, to start healthy things. Start now. Get to the point where you say, I need to become the person that, that I've always wanted to lead and do. So that, that starts with being honest, right? Don't wait for the breaking point. Let's start being honest. And if we don't, what happens is we have the same thought patterns that keep us stuck in the, in, in the same rhythms and routines. So your old thinking is not going to get you to a new place. The way you thought 2020 is going to get you the same results that you got in 2020. This, the, the old thinking will never get you to a new place. Um, you can't talk your way out of something you behaved your, your way into, somebody said. So your behavior has to change if you're going to get to a new, a new place. It can't. It doesn't start with what we say and, and what we know, because a lot of times we know what not to do or to do. It's not knowing. It's the actually action that follows that that accomplishes it. Andy Stanley says it like this. If you're honest about why you were choosing what you were choosing, you'll have a difficult time taking responsibility for the outcomes of your choosing. So if you're not honest about the choices you made and why you made them, you're going to have a really hard take time taking responsibility for those choices, and you'll only be pointing to everybody else, right? When somebody does this, we actually we use a word. It's called irresponsible. We say they are irresponsible. That means they are not taking responsibility for their choices that they made. They're blaming somebody else. It's an irresponsible person. We need to become people that say, I'm going to be responsible. So in our lives, really when we have the most regret, it's usually tied to three kind of major buckets in our lives, three areas, um, purchases, relationships, and habits. Now, there's a positive side of this, right? There's good good purchases, there's healthy relationships, and there's really healthy habits. But when I'm talking about the regrets we have, typically they're dumb purchases, they're doomed relationships, and they're destructive habits. And if you notice, they all feed each other, right? If you have a destructive habit, you might make some really big dumb purchases. And if you have a destructive habit, it's going to only ruin relationships you have, right? And if you have a doomed relationship, it might lead you to a destructive habit or lead you to, to pay more money on, on dumb purchases. And these three areas are typically the areas that we, we lie to ourselves the most, right? So uh, the salesperson, or really we're the salesperson first, but we talk ourselves into buying maybe, maybe something we can't afford because we want to impress people, right? And we look really good driving by them, but internally we're dying because we know now we're drowning in debt because we want to. And I'm being honest with myself, really, right? Honest to say, why do I have to let others speak in my life so much? Why, why do I have to impress others, right? Why do I have to use my resources to try to impress people that I don't even know, right? I don't even like in some cases. Why am I doing these dumb purchases? And doing relationships. We get into relationships that are unhealthy, but we talk ourselves into them because of what we feel, right? And then destructive habits. We, we, we lie to ourselves and say it's, it's going to – we will never be mastered by anything. We'll never be a, a slave to anything. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. Um, and in, these, in these, these three categories, typically these are our biggest regrets in our lives. Of things we've purchased that we're now in debt of relationships that were failed or doomed, and then habits that we've gotten ourselves into. And typically, we regret these things. But if we could go back and talk to ourselves before we made those decisions, what would we say to ourselves? And if we're honest, maybe slow down from just jumping in, letting emotions lead us, we'd actually make better choices. So one of the problems that we have, though, is there's an issue in our, in our brains. Psychologists call it confirmation bias, right? So confirmation bias, this is, this is what it is. Confirmation bias is a tendency... Go the next one for me. 
It's a tendency that we all have to look for information or arguments that support what we already believe and, and reasons that support what we already are inclined to do. So confirmation bias means that we're going to only listen to voices who already think like us and people that believe the way we believe. We, want, we look for their voices to confirm what we already want to do. So in our brains, we're always searching for those people who agree with us, and we're ignoring or trying to get away from people that don't. It's, it's, it's our, a, a part of what psychologists say is confirmation bias, and we all have it. In our lives, this creeps into our lives over and over. In our culture, more and more, we see this creep into politics especially. You have echo chambers, right? So they're only listening to people who think like them, and they, they don't want to listen to the opposite side. They don't want to listen to what other people have to say. And if, and if we don't um, choose to look for other, other, other opinions, we become blinded to even what we don't know. And so in this message, to be honest, why do we have to only look for people who think like us? Why do we only want to listen to those voices? And in culture, if we're honest, we're going to look for people who give us permission to do what we already want to do in the first place. If we seek God and we ask him, though, and begin to say, all right, God, what do you think about this? He's going to say culture completely has this wrong. Don't follow culture. In so many ways, they're going the wrong direction. Don't just go with the flow. There's something better for you. Don't just give in, right? So first I have to ask the question, am I being honest on myself, really? And part of that is asking, letting God come into the equation of saying, what are the principles you have for my life? So Jeremiah, I talked a little about Jeremiah uh, before the message. So this prophet, he's, he's trying to advise king, these kings what to do. And none of them were listening to him. They kept getting their families killed, um, kept, kept getting taken into captivity. Uh, it wasn't working out because they would ignore him, even though he was right. And they ignore him, and they ignore him. Well, Jeremiah, after he makes that statement about people that are cursed when they put their trust in man and people that are blessed put their trust in God, this is what he says. He says, the heart it is deceitful above all things and beyond a cure. Who can understand it? He's saying we all have confirmation bias. And we deceive ourselves. Here's the thing about deceit. Deceit is hard to see, right? Because it's, it's a partial truth. It's a half truth. It's a little bit of truth and a big chunk of, of, of missing out on truth. And so confirmation bias says, I'm going to look, I'm going I'm to lie to myself to do the things that I already want to do. And I'm going to figure out ways to do them and, and, and convince myself it's going to be okay. When in reality, if we were honest with ourselves and we were honest with God and honest with others, we would say, I need to change my behaviors. I need to change the things I'm doing. He goes on and says this in the same chapter. He says, but heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me, and I'll be saved, for you are the one that I praise. So Jeremiah is saying, in this, when we deceive ourselves because our hearts are deceitful, right? Who can understand it? God, you can heal, and you can save. So if I'm going to be honest with you, honest with myself, I'll begin to find the answers you want me to, to have. So be honest. Let's be honest. You need to be honest. I need to be honest, right? And I really, why, why do I really want these things? Why do I keep falling into these patterns? So we have to ask it, and we have to be curious, right? Um, in our lives, if you, I guess there's a little circle here. If you can imagine in our lives, if it's easy to point at others, right? In fact, uh, sometimes I'll have conversations with um, maybe a, a couple. They're, they're having some, some issues in their relationship, right? And, and one will come to me, and they'll want to talk. And the whole time they want to talk about the other person, not to say, wait, wait, time out, time out. That person's not here, um, so we're not really going to accomplish much. I mean, I can listen to you talk about them, but it's only going to make you um, feel better about yourself a little bit, but it's, it's not going to solve anything. So I do. Typically, I draw the circle, and I get this little circle, and I, I say, all right, so in this problem you're having, how much of this issue is your part? Like, let's just put a pie, right? So let's put a piece of pie. So maybe your part, what would it be, like 10%? Because typically, 1%, they're, they're 99 years one. 
usually really small. Our part is really small and the other person is really big, right? And I say, well, so today when we meet, let's just talk about your part, right? Because we can't control the other person's issues. So let's just talk about your piece of the pie. What is it? And then we'll go over their piece of the thing. And if they're honest with themselves, typically they'll, they'll realize that, one, they're not being honest because their part is probably a lot bigger. And there's probably things they could have done differently that wouldn't have led to the issue they're in. But all you can really do is say, let's talk about your choices, your decisions. It's easy to blame everybody else. But when you do that, you actually are not honest with yourself. And you're just giving yourself permission to keep doing destructive things or unhealthy things. All the while, nothing ever changes in your life because you keep doing that over and over. At some point, you have to be honest and say, okay, yes, those things might have happened in the past I could control. But I've let them control me because I've not decided to do something different. I've judged them, and now I'm living out the same things they are, right? Sometimes we judge our parents for things, and we end up doing the exact same things. Because when you judge somebody for something, you put yourself in the same position to to make the same choices. I don't know why it works that way, but it does. Every time you judge somebody, you fall in that same judgment yourself. So learn to be people who say, I'm not going to assume or presume something. Because in life, you know, while we can learn from others, it's true. Everybody, you know, we can learn from anybody, um, my mentor says everybody is good for something, even if it's just a bad example, right? One of the best lessons is a bad example. When you see somebody's a bad example and you don't learn from them and you repeat it, you didn't learn, right? And so everybody's good for something. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll begin to say, um, how can I be open to what others say? So everybody, you can learn from anybody. Um, so this, the third part of being honest, right? So you have to actually admit it. And then you have to ask the question, am I being honest with myself really? The third thing is then you have to be curious to discover the answer. You have to be willing to search for something that's different than what you think, right? And here's the thing. Most people, they don't do this. And most people don't do this, but they keep getting the results that are unhealthy. So let's not be most people. Don't be most people, right? Be a different person. Um, and when, we, when we're not curious, um, we actually keep ourselves from learning something that could help us on the journey. Because here's what I know about curious people. Curious people are not proud people because they want to learn. They go into every situation thinking, you can teach me something I don't know. Even if it's the bad example, right? You could teach me even the things that I shouldn't do because of how you're living or what you're saying or what you're doing. Everybody is good for something. And if we we're, if we're, if we're, uh, have that position, right, we will actually learn something. Uh, Andy Stanley says it like this. He says, we naturally resist what we don't understand and what we can't control. All of us will naturally resist what we don't understand and what we can't control. When I talk to people about Jesus, right, if they don't understand the Bible, they don't understand Christ and what the, the cross is about – they will usually resist it because they think it's something that they don't know. And they'll, 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 they won't want any part of it. When we go into politics, right, um, if you don't understand something about somebody or what they, what they, you can't control it, you'll criticize it. You'll, you'll, you'll want to um, do something different with it. And it only just it adds that confirmation bias that we don't want to dig in and learn. So we have to be curious. Um, I like how Annie Stanley also says, he says, don't be a student, not a critic. When you're a critic, you close yourself off from learning from others. But if you're a student, you go in with your notebook open saying, what can I learn from this person? And sometimes you can actually learn exactly what you need to know because they're, they're, that's the opposite of what you need to know, right? So you can learn from a, 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 somebody that has a, an addiction, why they got addicted, what led to it. And you can learn from that if you're open to it. Or you can close down and say, I don't really understand, so I'm just going to resist it. I'm going to stop it. In fact, I, was, um, I have the, the privilege to be able to talk to a lot of people with different opinions about politics. 
And uh, one, of, one of the conversations, we were talking, dialoguing, and they asked me a, a, a specific question about a specific part of, 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 of government. And uh, I said, I would change it. Like, that's one thing I don't like personally. Like, here's my political views, and it's a one-on-one dialogue, and we're talking. And they said this, well, okay, so you don't like that, that system that's in our, in our nation. They said, what would you do different? And I was like, I don't know. I just would change it. And like, well, what would you change? And we're talking, and honestly, to be honest with myself, I didn't have an answer. I'm like, I am so glad I'm not president right now because I would mess up the system because I know it needs to be changed, but I don't know what to do in that moment. Like there's some things I think might work, but they're just thoughts, ideas. And if we're honest, and in, in these conversations, I try to do the same thing with them. Like, well, what would you change? Why do you believe that way? And a lot of times they'll be like, I don't know. I just, that's just the way I believe. I'm like, but why? What do you think about that? Not to be made, not to start a fight, but if we're honest, what would you do different? What would you change? In that moment, I was trying to be a student. In that case, they were trying to be a student. They wanted to learn instead of fighting over something we didn't agree on. We actually learned that neither of us really would have a solution to the things that we think are – because they're, they're, they're tied to our emotions so much, right? They're, they're not emotionally neutral ideas that we face in our, in our nation right now. They're tied to emotions. Those are why people get so worked up because they really feel – not actually believe. They really feel what they feel even though they don't really know what they believe sometimes. And we have to be careful because if we're not careful, we'll close down conversations. We won't, we won't learn from them. They won't learn from us because we ignore that we're not honest with ourselves. So we have to get to a place where we're honest with ourselves and not criticize but say, I want to be a student, not a critic. How can I, how can I help? Um, and and our, on our team, one of the things I encourage whenever there's, we see something that needs to be fixed, right, um, don't just bring the criticism. Don't just bring, like, the, the problem. A lot of times we know the problem. We just obviously hasn't been fixed because we don't know how to fix it. So bring a couple solutions, right? That's, that's a student. That's not just a critic. A critic just wants to blame and point out. A student is saying, how can I learn? How can I add value to what's going on here? So Jesus says it in John 8. He says it like this. He says, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Interesting. Many politicians quote this, right? You heard them? You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So I guess it's okay for them to quote Jesus as long as they don't mention Jesus, all right? But notice this word, then. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Then means there was a statement before this, right? He's talking about more, more than this. In fact, the statement before this, he says, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth doesn't come with just this idea that we learn something. Truth comes from actually following somebody who knows what they're doing. Jesus said he's the truth. And if we'll hold to his teachings, we'll be his disciples, and then we'll be free because we'll actually know what he's asking us to do. In culture, it's easy to be deceived. We deceive ourselves, and big groups of people can deceive themselves into thinking things that aren't true because we all begin to believe it. And Jesus is saying if you're not careful, you'll think the truth is truth, but it's really a deception. It's really a lie, and don't do that. In fact, after he makes a statement, the the religious people of, of, uh, of his day they got mad at him and said, what are you talking about? We're not slaves. Like, we're free people. We're already free. We don't – we follow God. And he actually says, no, sin always leads to slavery, and you're entrapped by the sins in your life. But because you're not being honest with it, you'll never be free from it. And you'll always blame others, and you'll always point to others, and you'll always let religion be the, be the reason that you keep doing these things. He's saying, but if you follow me, you will know the truth. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if you want to know the truth – it's about letting God into your life. It's about letting God speak into those parts of your life that says, you've been going to this thing all the time, and it never satisfies. You're addicted to these things, and it never gives you the results that you want. You keep buying things to impress people, and you keep doing the same choices because you're insecure because of whatever. You want to 
you know, whatever you, you fill in the blanks, whatever's going on there. He's saying, if you'll let me, I'll show you the truth, and that truth will lead to freedom. If you're honest with yourself, you'll have fewer regrets. You'll make better decisions. That's why questions always help us to get to the destination better. So if you're going to, you're going to fly somewhere and you go to the counter to buy a ticket, the lady's going to say, or the guy's going to say, where's your destination? Where do you want to go? If you don't have a destination, you'll be like, I don't know, just choose a place. I'll go there. And you go there, and if it's not good, you'd be like, why did I come here? It's not good. Or you'll say, I want to go to this specific place. Here's what it's going to cost. Here's what you need to do to get there, right? In our lives, better marriages, better finances, better relationship with, with Christ. It's a destination. So what do you have to, how do you get there? There are steps to take. Asking the right questions will help us to make better decisions to get to that place. So if last week was all about looking up and looking ahead, right? Light green, light's green, looking up, looking ahead. Where is God, God calling me to? Where am I supposed to be going? My life, direction of my life. So if last week was that, this week is all about looking in the mirror. Periodically on this journey, especially when faced with decisions, you know, when somebody comes in and they cut you off and there's road rage in your life, right? And somebody's making you angry. Am I being honest with myself? Why do I get so worked up with them? Why do I get so upset that somebody is in a hurry and they're, they're, they're rude? Why does it bother me so much? Because your, 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 your uh, self-esteem is wrapped up in other people, right? Because if it's not, you'd be like, man, that guy's having a bad day or that lady's, you know, crazy. And you just move forward. But because we're not with this question, why am I really being worked up so much? Why am I, let's be honest with myself, really, why does this bother me so much? Look in the mirror, especially when there's emotional charge choice of to make. Why do I keep raising my voice in these, these situations, right? What do I have to do to, to be able to make better choices? Because if you're not honest where you are in your life, you'll never get to where you want to be. So if you're not honest where you currently are, financially, relationally, spiritually, you'll never be able to get to the destination you really want because you're unsure where you're at. You won't know what steps to take. So you have to be honest to say, here I am. This is where I'm at. Now how do I get to there? And if you're going the wrong direction all the time, at some point you have to stop and say, I need to change directions. So my challenge for this week is this. Answer the second question. Am I being honest with myself really? Am I being honest with myself really? This week, every single day, when you're faced with a decision, am I being honest with myself really about why I want to choose the way I choose? And, if, and, and what would God say about that in the moment? So if you're on the wrong, wrong road, if you're off course, just like any driver, you stop, you, you, you figure out where you're at, and you go in the right direction. So today, some of you in this room, I would pray that you'd be brave enough to be honest with yourself, maybe financially or relationally or spiritually. You're on the wrong road. You're off course. You will not reach the destination that you want to reach in a year or two years, ten years, because you're on the wrong road. You're on the wrong path. You're going the wrong direction. And if you're honest with yourself, you'd be able to say, I'm off course in that area. And today, my hope is that you'd be brave enough to say, that's me. I need a change of direction. I need a change of thought. I need a change of mind because that path is not going to lead me to the place, the, the destination that I want to go. And so today, I'm going to give an opportunity for you that in this room and online that will be brave enough to say, today I want to make a, a choice, a decision to turn the direction of my life in the, in the right direction, to repent, to go the way that God wants me to go, to let go of my agenda and pick up God's agenda, to say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life, not just my agenda, but your agenda be done. So do me a favor, just close your eyes and bow your head today in our service as we end. And if you're here in a moment, I want to lead you in a prayer. If you're brave enough and honest enough to say, that's me. Specifically, I want to pray for those that, are, that aren't on the right path with God, that you're off, you're off course. Like you're doing your own thing, your kingdom, it's your decisions, your results, and 
You'd be honest enough to say it's not working. It's not working out the way I thought it was going to work out. I keep going to destructive things that aren't good for me. And today I want to turn my life to God. And then as I'm praying, if, if, if you're in this room and you'd be honest to say I'm off course in a specific area of my life. But today, God, would you help me get back on course? Maybe while I'm praying, would you pray that specific prayer to God saying, God, help me get back on course? But if you're in this room and you'd say, I'm, I want to be honest today, I, I'm off course. I'm not following God's lead. And today I want to put my, my trust in him. I want to follow his direction and his guiding and his guidance. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I'm not going to call you the front, but just right there in your seat, lead you in a lead your prayer saying, I'm off course. Awesome. See a few hands. Anybody else? So good. All right, for you that raise your hand, I'll lead you in a prayer right there in your seat. Uh, for those in the room that didn't raise your hand, would you pray with us so that those that raise are not praying alone? And if you're online, you want to pray this with me today. Uh, pray this. Say this. Say, Father God, today, forgive me. Forget off course. Forget on the wrong path. For going my own way. Today, I repent. I turn to you. I want to go your way. I want to follow your lead. I put my trust in you. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on that cross so I could have a way back to the Father. He gives me an example of how to live. Today, I put my trust in you. Give me a new start. Give me wisdom. Give me strength and courage to be honest and to make the right choices. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Church, let's celebrate all those that prayed today in person and online. Thanks for praying.